what happened to your lip? I just bit it on my way home, so that's always nice on the day of filming, to just bite your lip. Today with us we have Nick Ponzio, Olympian, uh, World Championships finalist, uh, World Indoor finalist, uh, almost got a medal at European Championships. One of the best throwers here at USC and uh, one of the best characters of track and field. So check it out guys, our podcast with Nick Ponzio. Nick, we got it. You know, we talked a little bit beforehand, but uh, man, you're an amazing guy. We have so many questions. Uh, uh, we talked about how uh, entertainment, you know, entertainment. This is, you know, sport is entertainment and people love uh, the things you do, the things you say. And you seem to be always like that, even in the college. Um, so yeah, first of all, how did you get in, in track and field? Like, how did you get? Yeah, in? yeah. So for me, you know, I've, I've always been a, a, a bigger guy. You know this. I'm not. I'm not a. I always say I'm. I refer to it as vertically challenged. So I'm not. I'm not necessarily the tallest guy. So for me, I've always been quite stocky, though. So for me, I always played football and I played uh, at a really high level for a long time. And um, I also played baseball. And I played a. You know pretty much every sport you can think of I played. Uh, my parents were just so good about that. But um, in, in high school, I just had a friend who was on the football team who was like, hey, man, I do this in the off season, And uh, if you want to still be able to, to, to be big, lift big weights and, um, you know, kind of get out of out of doing uh, summer conditioning for for football, you should come out and do this. And so I was like, you know, all right, I'll just give it a go. And like immediately just was like, wow, I feel like this is like really fun. And I feel really uh I don't know. I had like this inclination for it. like, I was just really, really drawn to it. And then, cause I started at 17. So I started as a junior in high school. And so I was kind of doing it yeah. yeah, like super, super late in my high school career. So I never really thought it would amount to anything, but with how drawn I was to it, I just kind of really pursued it really hard. And um, you know, as cliche as it sounds, I've, I've always been one to, to try to be the hardest worker in the room. So I worked, you know, just as hard as I've ever worked at anything in my life in it. And uh one of the things that I would say for me that I love so much about it uh, that drew me to it, uh, especially was the fact that being a guy who was in so many team sports for so long, you kind of get washed out no matter how hard you work in team sports, because it's about the team. And one thing I really loved was the individual aspect of it, you know, track and field technically when you're in college and stuff as a team sport, but I love the individuality of it. The fact that I could work hard and get so much out of it. So when I started doing that, I was like, wow, this is just something that I, I really wanted to pursue. And, um, was fortunate enough, you know, worked so hard. My last year in, in high school was the top thrower in the country going into, into college. And, um, you know, from there, just you know, was able to really take it. And, and now, I'm, you know, fortunate enough to be a professional and an Olympian and everything like that, which is which is amazing. So it's it's been it, it, the it, it was very, very small, small steps in the beginning, like humble beginnings and everything like that. But, uh, man, it's, has it been such a ride? I'll tell you what. Yeah. I, I forget how late you started. Uh, I remember, was it, what was your uh, last high school year? 2013? Yeah, so 2012 is when I started. Right, you broke but 2013, yeah. 2013 was my senior year, and that year I threw 21-23, which is like 69 feet, 7 and, and a quarter inch or something like that for the Americans. And uh, that year was, like I said, the top mark in, in the country, which was like – it honestly, like I, I have a – it's so funny. I have a newspaper clipping of – the face I made when I threw it. Cause I was just like, what does that even mean? Is that like, is that amazing? <laughs> and somebody was like, dude, like that's out of control. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And it was, it was like a seven foot PR. Like it was something absurd like that. It just was, it just kind of totally threw me for a loop and yeah, yeah. Um, really kind of started that tidal wave into, into being, you know, uh, a multiple time all American. And then now, like I said, what, what I've done in, in, in the professional ranks and stuff. So it's really, really cool. 
it, it like I said, the, the small beginnings it had, but the, um, I don't know, the, the conversion from having those thoughts of being like, hey, the, the harder I work at this, the better I can be, yeah. um, really turned into it being like it all kind of came to fruition with it because as a professional, that's exactly how it goes. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time you're training alone, you don't always have training partners and you really have to take that work ethic and everything that you've always kind of had within you and uh, use that to your advantage. So it's it's been, it's been yeah, pretty yeah. crazy up until this point. No, I, I think, it, like you say, it's cliche, but I think they're a good example of how, you know, uh, not being uh, what it takes, looking like what it takes, right? You said, right? Yeah. From six, eight, right? Like, you all these big guys. Uh, <laughs> and then and then you have you yeah. coming, 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 right? Every year. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, your fourth or fifth year after college. Yeah, it's so like about being my fifth year. I now. mean, what a season you had, too. Like, competing. The best, the worst time to be a shot putter, you are among the best. yeah you had a great season yeah you know yeah it's funny i I appreciate it so much more but it's it's funny because i don't really look at it as the worst time to be a shot putter there are a lot of people that say that like man i came into it at the worst time because how good guys are everybody's throwing seven feet right everybody yeah it's tremendous but the way that i look at it personally is i look at it like um I find that if I came into a, a into shot put at a time where, you know, if you won a world championship with like 2150 or so, I, I, I probably wouldn't be working to a level that I am now because now I know, hey, that there's got to, you've, I've got to personally, and, you know, whoever it has to do, you, you're going to have to work to a level that you don't even believe you can even work to like you you could, because the the level that you have to get to is a level that has never been done because these guys are breaking world records and breaking American records and everything else. And every other country's records being broken now, because everybody's trying to get to uh, or trying to surpass Ryan or Joe or Tom or any of these Darlon. I mean, heck even Philip, you know, like all these guys who are at the top of their game, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to slight my my good buddy Josh Otunde too. I mean they're at the top of their oh, game. Yeah, now, these, yeah, guys, all these guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're not if you're not a 22 to 2250 guy, don't even think you're going to even oh, yeah. get a medal with these meets now. And that's and like how absurd is that to say? Because for so long you could win with, I mean, like I, I was I was looking at this the other day. Will be the win. 2170 will be a win. 21 always. Yeah, win. yeah, yeah. Like literally, I, I remember. Yeah. I remember in 2020 my PB of 2172. I looked at like the last 50 years or something like that of, of world championships and Olympics. And I would have won like 48 of the years. Like I literally would have won so many of the years. So it's crazy that it's gotten to a point that, that where it's at. But for me, I look at it like, well, now I can rise to, to a level that maybe I would have never been able to get to. Even, even if I think that I'm working so hard. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if I could have even gotten to that point if I wasn't driving to have to beat Ryan and Joe and all these other guys. And heck, even in my own country, Leonardo Fabrice on 2199 and, yeah. and Zane Weir both on 2199. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, it's taking now a level that some countries in the world as a whole has never seen. And, and I, I, in my opinion, that makes it really special more than it is a negative thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, from us looking from, from as a fans, as coaches, as former athletes, we're looking at this as like this is historic. Like yeah. I went to world championships this year or, or two years ago, Olympics. Like this is special. This never happened. And these all of these guys are beasts. I mean, this, this is amazing. Yeah. the level you guys have, have gone to. And then like I said, you over time, you're like, okay, I I guess I gotta go up one step. <laughs> I got one, one more up, right? Like where yeah. you don't know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's so true. And, and for goal? me, yeah. yeah, and for me, I've 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 been so fortunate that um 
I've done well when I needed to. And I've been more than anybody in the world. I, I, I am definitely the traveler of, of the shot putters. I'm the, I'm the journeyman. And so for me, I have luckily gotten to my, to a point now where my, my world rank is so high because I did this past year, 40 competitions, which is like, I think a world record. And so it's gotten to a point where, you know, the season was so good, but I think it's more of just the culmination of doing so much and just trying to really get my name out there. And it's like, you know, showing up week in and week out and that more than anything is being a, a consummate professional, being able to show up when you have to at diamond leagues, going to the diamond league final, being the finalist at, 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 indoor and outdoor worlds and Europeans just missing out on a medal and everything like that. It's, yeah. it's in my, in my eyes, when I look at it, um, cause I had mentioned this before we, we started the podcast um, to you, it, it, you know, I, I feel like I just missed out, but when I really sit down and think about the entirety of the year, I think about how important these steps were to getting to where I want to be in my career. I think with where I'm going right now, there's a, there's a lot of really special things moving forward. So no matter how these years end, I'm looking at it like, well, where I'm supposed to be. And I've been, I've been talking a lot about this with a lot of people in my corner. Um, I've been kind of living behind this thing of, of finding my destiny in the sport. And so for me with where I'm going, I know I'm on the right path to finding where I'm meant to be. And I think that's more special than anything because I'm looking at it each and every day. Like, you know, I don't have to have everything right now. I know at some point it's going to come if I just keep doing what I need to do. And that, that I think has, has propelled me to where I'm at as well. Yeah, no, I, I think you're doing great things for the sport. And uh, when we posted these questions, we got so many questions. Uh, you got a lot of fans, <laughs> yeah. a lot of yeah. great fans. And uh, I think the way you present yourself, you know, you're, you're a um, entertainer. Uh, yeah. You're entertaining, you're an yeah. athlete. Uh, but I love that you are, entertaining the audience in a way like oh i i got so much fun doing this sport you guys should check yeah. out this sport right yeah uh, people like you you are and like you same ball right you, you could have gone into block boom win that's it right yeah entertainer, he will go you know to the audience mm -hmm. you know, dance mm -hmm. uh, this sport needs people like like you guys uh yeah we need it in terms of now even you know bunny's getting better it's never going to be like football or soccer uh, but it opens opportunities. I mean, how many friends you have yeah. around the world right now? Right? What kind of oh my gosh! I, I mean, I've met yeah, I've met so many people around the world and gone to more countries than I probably ever thought I'd ever do in my life. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, got to compete on the biggest stages and everything like that. And for me, the entertainer side is just it, as much as it is definitely me trying to bring more attention and put butts in seats and and yeah. trying to get more people to to want to watch track and field it's just who I am. Like I've just always kind of been a goofball. I've always been kind of the class clown my whole life. And um, I think this is really me just kind of coming out of my shell and just yeah. being like, Hey, this is just, you know, as much as you guys like to watch all of us big guys throw these rocks really far, it's also good to have some entertainment behind it to watch somebody, you know, kind of give everything they have and also have a fun time doing it so it, it's definitely been a, been a good time to be able to be seen as the uh the, the, the class clown now of the shopping world too yeah, i'll say entertainer entertainer right yeah yeah, yeah, clown, yeah. i love your interview about the world championships i posted that yeah uh, yeah and that was that these yeah, things that, were not scripted right? you just keep coming out of there <laughs> and that's that's what i mean it's like every time i get i you know i i my mother has always said that I there's something about a camera. Like once a camera gets put on me, it's like I just come out and I just am always trying to be the center of attention, always trying to put on a show. And um, I think I think yeah, once especially at Worlds because I was having such a fun time at Worlds because I felt yeah. so good and 
felt like I was going to really, really do something special at that time. It was just kind of like, let me, uh, let me razzle dazzle. Uh, I think it was Sidious Mag was that one, but also world athletics. And I think, uh, you know, entertainers are going, but I think uh, World Athletics titled me the showman, I think is what they called me now. So, so I'll, I'll take that, I guess. I guess I'll, I'll run with that one. No, you are definitely a showman. And, uh, and I remember you in college too, you're a showman. Um, and yeah, yeah. So, uh, talking about college, uh, obviously USC has a, such a great history of throwers. Right. Fight on, baby. Yeah, but, that's right. Yeah. Uh, most shop Olympic champions of any school. Exactly. Uh, yeah. How did you, what did you like about USC? Uh, when you were a student here? Yeah, so I actually originally went to uh, the University of Florida first, and I worked under Steve Lemke, and, uh, who, you know, every time I see Steve, it's always really cordial and stuff. It just ended up being um, a situation that I just felt on my own was not best for me. And um, luckily, you know, I, I kind of went through kind of a rocky sort of um, uh, transfer process there, but you, Florida did such a good job of, you know, allowing me to be released and everything. And, uh, I got a hold of Dan because USC was always a place that I wanted to go. It was kind of not so much a dream school growing up. because my mom went to UCLA and, uh, and it was kind of one of those things where when I was, when I was growing up, it was, it, it, it was never really a big college household. Like we never, we, we are big, like, pro sports fans in my household so it was never like college was never really at like the forefront of my mind um in the sense of where i wanted to go or a dream school or anything like that but usc was always a place that i really liked um and so it took me a long time to get a hold of uh, my coach who was dan lang uh, and uh but you know it, it ended up working out i ended up getting uh, transferring there and uh being like i said being a multiple time all-american which was amazing yeah, but really, yeah. yeah my my the the biggest thing I loved about USC, you know, outside of any of the athletic accolades or anything I did was um, it, it was, and we had discussed this briefly was that Trojan family aspect of it. It was that fact that like, no, I, I mean, I could be graduated from USC 30 years down the road and I'll still get calls like, you know, Hey, what's the alumni association. We're trying to figure out like how, how you're doing, what's going on in your life. And like, there's, and, and also just, you know, not on top of the alumni association, also the boosters and everybody like that, they were so involved and so um, interested in what we were doing and um, always wanted to see us, you know, get to the best performances that we could get to and, and, and get to the best levels that we could be at. And, um, you know, Mr. Kolich, John Kolich, who, who was always a, a huge, huge, proponent of of the throwers and everything at usc and still is um still you know talks to me to this day and everything like that and so it's that it's that feeling of being a part of something greater than myself and being a part of this really tight-knit uh family that i i love so much about usc and that is something you know when they talk about fight on forever that, that is something that is truly truly a big part of my life and um something that i'll always have and 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 it's something that you can't have unless you are a part of that trojan family so for me that was always my favorite part and, and still to this day is my favorite part no i, I can i can see in you that you know fighting on because you got you know you're through everything that you're going through you're still training hard you're still fighting on yeah um, you're right about the culture here you know i'm, I'm here since six weeks but from the day one i felt so welcomed my whole family yeah. was so welcomed uh, people were so happy, you know, asking about, you know, okay, where are you coming from? Or how do you like it? Uh, what do you need? Right. It's really, uh, it's really a family. And I, I you have it is. coming, uh, I was at the football game. Uh, this guy goes, yeah, I haven't missed a game in uh, 50 years. You know, I haven't missed a season <laughs> in 50 years, you know, COVID was yeah. so me because I you know this is my family thing. Yeah. Uh, really. And you go, if you go around LA, 
if you have a SE hat on, you, you'll hear it. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, if, if people, if you're in LA and they know you're either working for USC, you go to USC or yeah. you're an alumni of USC, you're like a big deal to them, no matter what you, what you did. We could have a badminton team at USC and they would still absolutely <laughs> be like, you know, hey, let's get this guy a free meal or something. Right. They, they love it. They love pre, uh, uh, former athletes and everything yeah. like that. So yeah, it's, it's huge. And, and I'm, I'm really, really a big fan of, of uh, what they're doing and what they're continually uh, doing at that school. Yeah, no, uh, you're right. I know uh, yeah, I talked to a lot of uh, great throwers on this podcast. Uh, some schools do a better job than others, all right? And I know one school in particular, um, one of the throwers, he's like, I'm never going to donate to my school. They never call me, you know? It's, yeah. It's, it's as yeah. simple as like, hey, how you doing, right? Uh, how's mm-hmm. you doing well? Uh, here, there's a stats about everybody who was since uh, 1947. Russ, he he does the stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does stats about everybody. Yeah, here. I remember from 47. <laughs> I mean, that's long time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like I'll tell you what, anytime we had the the Trojan Invitational or the Power Five Challenge or anything we did at, at USC while I was there, the uh, the informative books that they would give like to the fans and stuff, mm-hmm. I, I would look through those sometimes, and they had stats. Like you said, like back all the way to like the, the beginning of the track and field team at USC it was always crazy to me to see like stats year by year. And they had it like to the T. It was always down to the inch, the centimeter, the second, the millisecond. It was always like like it was wild to me that they still had those statistics. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a special, a special feeling. Every sport here, every sport uh, has a very, very good. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and that's that's the funny thing. And. and, and you had mentioned that, and I've I have been to a lot of schools. Now I now train at the University of Nebraska Lincoln, right. and uh, for me, I've been to a lot of schools, and it's just not the same. Like you, USC truly has something special, and I, I know that if you, if somebody has not been a part of uh, the USC program or went to school there or anything like that, I, I just encourage anybody if you're in that California LA area, just to go walk around campus, like especially during a game day or something like that. It's it's a really really special thing and, and to me i have never found anything on a lot of different college campuses that even relates to that but um it, it, it to me is is what makes usc so special for sure um no absolutely absolutely and i think uh you know we talked about with, with coaches here alumni was going to be special for us uh is seeing alumni 2028 olympics coach. yeah I, I, yeah. I know you're gonna be in your top shape. Then. <laughs> uh, so we we want you to be at the Olympic stats in your yeah. own matter. Uh, that, yeah, I'll tell you what, that's that's a total pipe dream. I'm telling you right now, that's always been like, that's always been the one thing to be like, man, if I could continue to throw till 2028 Olympics, it's only, I mean, after next year, it's pretty much only one more Olympic cycle, and so it's. It's like, man, you know, if, if you can just last, because, I mean, you know this from being a previous thrower, Martin, it, it is a very, very tough and tumultuous road being a professional thrower. But it's like, if you can have enough support to allow yourself to go that long, it would be such an amazing thing to be able to go back to L.A. and, and perform in the Olympics, especially because my mother was an 84 Olympian in L.A. So it's like, it would just be so amazing to be like, my mother was an 84 Olympian and then I could be a 2028 Olympian, both in LA. It's like kind of comes full circle for our family. So it would be really, really amazing. It'd be great to have my family there and everything too. So yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be, that was, like I said, that would be a dream come true. That, that, that has been at the, uh, in the back of my mind since I probably started uh, throwing. 
Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you start track. That's you know, that's our Super Bowl Olympics, right? Yeah. So you already yeah. went to one Super Bowl Olympics. <laughs> yeah. How does it feel? How was it to be Olympian? How does it feel? Yeah. Olympian, you know, because right? you you were also Olympian, right? You're 2012 Olympian. Yeah, yeah, two times. Yeah. Wait, which one did you go to? Uh, Beijing and London. Beijing. And oh, London. okay, okay. So you went to Beijing as well. Yeah. So. For me, I mean, you know that feeling. Like being a part of the Super Bowl of our sport is it it was something that truly did not set in with me until like months after I was an Olympian. Like it didn't set in till probably almost the beginning of the winter season this past year, or this year, I should say in 2022. It was just kind of one of those things where it was like because you know, I, I now compete for Italy, and at the time I was an American it, going into that 2021 season, and I was like, I, I, I had been working with the Italian Federation to get it all done, and mm. uh, because of COVID, it took a long time, and, and I got my citizenship a few months before the Olympics and everything, and it was kind of a, a crazy time. But when I went, it almost it was a good and a bad thing that it felt like it was almost just another meet. But it, 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 it's one thing that I feel like I, I really missed out on was the fact that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm at the the biggest sporting event that I could be in for my sport. And uh, unfortunately I had a, I had a pretty crazy kind of catastrophic, catastrophic um, injury that happened right before the Olympics. It was, it was in the weight room mm -hmm. and uh, I dropped a really heavy jerk from overhead onto my knees. And it was just, it was just a really unfortunate thing. But you know, when you're, when you're at the pinnacle of your sport, you're always kind of walking a fine line with training. You're always kind of like, I always find that's why you see some of the top guys getting injured at, at like the worst times. Cause we're so peaked that we're like, Oh my gosh, we have to do all these things. And it's like one little slip up like that can have, can have drastic yeah. um, consequences. So for me, I didn't perform as well as I wanted to the Olympics, obviously because of, of the, the injury that I had, but um, the being an Olympian, it's like, it's like being a Trojan, you know, being an Olympian is something that they can never take away from me. And, you know, the way I'm, I'm kind of, I've set my sights already on Paris for the next Olympics and trying to get some redemption there, but to, to be an Olympian, to have the, the rings um, be associated with my life is like, I forgot the statistic exactly what the percentage of, of the human population that have been to the Olympics is, mm -hmm. but it's something so astronomically small. And I remember that's when it really set in for me was when I saw that. Um, early this year and being like oh my gosh it's such a small fraction of people that get to be a, I mean like there are more people in the MLB the NFL like I'm talking about like people in the entirety of the world there are more people that get to be in those things which are you know massive around the world than ever get to be an Olympian so it's a really really special thing and um, really a, 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 a part of me that I think because uh, I find that I am such a multifaceted person but it's a part of me that I find uh, uh, really makes uh, my my life and everything that I've done so far up to this point really special as well, and something I'm incredibly proud of. Like it, at, at first, I, as I mentioned, you know, when I went there, and I didn't well, perform just, well. Yeah. It was it was like you know, oh man, I can't believe it. I've let this opportunity, you know, slip away from me. But it's like, oh my gosh, you know, like <laughs> no matter how you do, I could have went there and not even performed, and it's like I'm still, I, I was still a part of the Olympic Games. Who gets to say that? Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a tremendous, tremendous honor. And uh, I live now with a really good friend of mine, Peyton Otterdahl, who is a U.S. Olympian. Yep. And he says the same exact thing. It's like it almost it almost shocks us sometimes that we get to say that because we I had met him funny enough back in like 2017. He was still in college and so was I. And 
this was something that we had been talking about for so long since like 2018 like man the tokyo olympics how cool would that be to go to tokyo yeah. tokyo japan and then it was like it was crazy we got to see each other there and um it's really come full circle so yeah it's 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 a tremendous honor and i'm i'm so happy to be a part of it no and, and you deserve it you deserve it uh, i appreciate you so that. you work so hard for it and uh do you now you know there's a lot of questions people want to ask uh, but I don't want to take too much of your time because uh, you are busy. You're an athlete. You want to train. Uh, <laughs> Listen, you, you can uh, ask me anything and everything if you want. I'm literally an open book. I, I you could ask me the most absurd are. questions, the most yeah, stringent questions, whatever you'd like. And I think that's why people like it because they they know they can come for you uh, with questions, uh, and you yeah. do a great job with your social media. And that's very important to uh try to promote the sport right try yeah. to promote the sport who gave you so much um you and, and a couple other guys are doing a great job um, yeah for me for me real quickly I, I i the window that we get as a professional athlete no matter what endeavor you do is so short that once this is over you know i want people to remember me for who i am and the, and the man that i am rather than just how far i threw a rock right so for me when it comes to young young the younger generation i'm always trying to fill the well is what i call it so i'm always trying to bring everybody up to their best potential so i always tell everybody you know um despite the fact that i have a, a coaching business on the side if anybody has like questions or tips or anything like that that they want to know i'm i am always one to get back to, to the uh the next generation and even the generation we have now even guys who maybe are trying to be where they're at and um because for me I, I i find that i relate to those people so well because i was at a point where i was like man i don't even I left college being like, I want to do really well, but I don't know. And now I'm at where I'm at. So it's, it's never like it can't be done. And I, and I always love to kind of give back so people can, can reach their dreams and everything like that too, because that that's more important to me always. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and you're living it and you can see that, you know, by the way you act, by, by the way you act with your teammates uh, and uh, your uh, competitors too, right? Yeah. The fellow throwers. I know Philip sure. a lot, you know, you guys joke around, you were in Zagreb, you had a good time yeah. you were there. <laughs> I mean, uh, I had the world record holder feeding me gummy bears at a, at a meet. I mean, who right. who could say they got that going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuel me up, fuel me up. Yeah, exactly. It's great to see that. It's great to see that. And you wanna you wanna continue after the sport? You wanna continue in the coaching because you're doing that a little bit now. Uh, it's going well. So, do you wanna, you know, after ten years of throwing, uh, do you wanna continue to do that more, or or you can do that while you're still competing? So you're still coaching a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still doing that. I still have a, a coaching business and everything like that. And I'm not really sure if that's where I want to go after I'm done um, with the sport. I have a few different avenues that I'd like to explore um, and pursue. One of, one of my big goals, uh, which I find that would be so, so special is I I've always wanted to be an outdoors or sorry, I'm sorry, a summer and a winter Olympian for two different countries so what i've always wanted to do is i wanted to be an italian summer um olympian and in the shot put but i've wanted to pursue being an american either skeleton or bobsled member for the winter olympics um obviously probably not for 2026 but uh yeah. possibly the next one after that um depending on where i do with my life but I th i've always thought how cool would that be to be a summer and a winter Olympian for two different countries, like you're two different Olympics in two different countries. So that, that might be something that I pursue afterwards as well when it comes to athletic endeavors, but yeah. there's a lot of different stuff that I want to, there's a lot of boxes I want to check and there's a lot of uh, bases I want covered. Um, and so for me, 
Um, I don't really know if coaching is, is definitely down my alley, but for when I do right the now, sport, yeah, right yeah, for right now, while I'm in it, absolutely. I love being able to do, I love being able to, to coach, like I said, that next generation and, and help them reach their goals. And it's been so satisfying to be able to help kids get to the next level. I've had athletes that, you know, now have, are collegiate throwers now. And it's been so amazing to have kids be like, man, I never would have thought that I could even throw outside of high school and now i'm at you know at either division one university or a division two university whatever it may be and you know reaching their own dreams it's it's really really awesome yeah. well and uh it's especially it's especially special when you're doing so good that you can tell people this is what i'm feeling this is how you throw a 72 73 feet this is uh, yeah i'm not six eight i can i can do these things mm -hmm. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people can resonate with, with you. Um, not that they can resonate with those big guys, tall guys, <laughs> uh, but there's still a few of them, right? Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and there's such there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. You know, my, my good friend Zane Weary says that all the time. There's a lot of ways to make a shot but go really far. And it comes from a lot of different body styles, a lot of different throwing styles. And so it's really great. I, you know, I obviously, as the short guy, I get uh, tons of short, shorter kids out there trying to throw and um, I help them out, which is, which is awesome. Cause it, it is, it's so much more of a relating thing. Like, Hey, as this type of thrower, I know what you're feeling or what you should be yeah. feeling or how you should be feeling here, what you should be prioritizing, how you should be period periodizing uh, your, your training and everything like that. And so it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's been really, really cool to be able to do that. But yeah, yeah. I definitely think that there's tons of different ways to be able to make the shot put far or make the shot put go far. Um, it's just a matter of finding it for sure. No, good. And I, I'll, I'll leave audience to ask you directly for that because, uh, you know, guys, if you're listening to this, uh, Nick does a great job and and uh, responding. And if you need, a, you know, advice, professional advice as well, uh, coaching, uh, we, I mean, there's only a few people like yourself who are like I said, <laughs> still throwing and, yeah. and trying to inspire that next generation. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It, and I understand a lot of, a lot of the, you know, the guys um, at the very, very top, it's tough for them to be able to give back. But I know even Ryan's doing a really good job with it. Yeah. And it's now at a point um, where a lot of us are like, hey, you know, this is bigger than ourselves here. We want to be able to uh, give back to those kids. And I think a lot of kids are really, really happy now that, you know, social media has is, is become so prominent and they're able to actually get advice from guys like me and some of the top guys in the world. Gold, gold. I mean, this is, uh, again, guys listening, girls, this is unique time to to be an athlete who is coming up to listen from you know when I was growing up we had to read in books and you know YouTube there was three videos and that was it. Uh, you know I was gonna say even for myself and I grew up a yeah. lot I grew up later than you did and it was like you know even when I was growing up it was like man you better hope you got a YouTube subscription or something because it's right. like there's there's a lot of stuff you're gonna have to try to learn outside of that you know there wasn't really much to to, to learn outside of that there was really not much social media back then. But before I let you go, uh, what are some things that you're working on? What, what's next for you? So how does next uh, three to six months look for you? Yeah. So for me, I, I obviously for um, as an Italian athlete, um, the European championship is a huge deal. And this year we have a um, indoor European championship. I forget exactly where. I think it's in um, Belgrade. Is it in Belgrade? I was just saying it's either in Serbia. I think it might actually be in Turkey this year or something like that. Yeah. So it could be there. Um, that is my, that's, that's my six month goal is to, to hopefully try to go and either win or contend for a medal for sure. Um, but right now I just, this is my, this is the start of my second week of training. And, uh, today was, was quite the doozy for sure when it comes yeah. to the weight room and everything like that. But, um, right now just getting really into the back into the thick of, 
of uh you know heavy shot puts and 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 tons of volume and everything like that so for me it's just a matter of kind of I always tell people I'm trying to put one foot in front of the other. And even if it's just like a toenail in front of the next, the next foot, I'm still trying to get um, one foot forward uh, or a, a one step forward every single day. So for me, just kind of staying the course, doing what I need to do, um, continually doing little things. Um, that's, that's always been my forte, you know, sleeping well, eating well, supplementation, all that stuff is, is always been something that I've really um, made very, very important. And I think that's allowed me to make the big things, um, when I need to make them a priority, uh, at, at the forefront. So it's been really good to be able to kind of connect those two. Um, and yeah, and, and, you know, I work with Justin St. Clair now here in, in university of Nebraska and, uh, working my buddy, uh, Peyton and also Berger Lambrex, who's a, uh, a South African shot putter now. Um, and, uh, or not now he's always, he's from South Africa, but, uh, but yeah, I got a lot of good training partners out here and, like I said, just being able to make um, right now uh, uh, the the training that I'm doing, making that uh, the importance uh, now that I'm back into the swing of it. Well, Nick, good luck. You're in a good company. You're working hard. Uh, you're I appreciate it. To many uh, and, you know, our athletes as well. It's great to see you do well. Great to see you. I know you you, you want higher goals always, but uh, you did amazing this year and you made the finals and world championships in at uh the best time, well, best shot putter uh, time of all time, right? Yeah, it, so it, it, that is time. by far, it's by far the best time to, <laughs> to, 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 or the best shot put performances right now are, are, are definitely at this point um, in, in the history of the uh, sport. So it's been really, really awesome to be a part of that. And it's crazy, crazy time, but um, I hope this uh, upcoming year is, is even better, bigger and better for sure. So that was our interview with Nick. Nick, best of luck. Thank you so much for your time. And guys, check out this interview from a few years ago. Uh, and it just shows continuity of Nick's character. Check it out. What happened to your lip? I just bit it on my way home. So um, that's always nice on the day of filming to just bite your lip. We met my, let's see, my sophomore year. Um, we met, and so that's whatever, four years ago. And we met at a yeah. track meet. And then we started going to the same private coach, and uh, we've been best enemies ever since. Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good yeah. term. Um, like, I met him for the first time, and um, he thought I was giving him good advice, but I was really just trying to make. He was throw trying that. to make me throw lesser. Um, so you know, he does whatever to propel myself. You know, so uh, just strictly professional. Um, like, I don't talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. Um, I haven't said a supportive thing to Nick all year. Yeah. I've really been working hard at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year I was way too nice. Way too friendly. I mean, friendly. Like it, it honestly, it kind of sets me back. When if he's I so want friendly. this guy to succeed, I cannot be nice to him. Yeah. That's just how he is. This is how it is, yeah. I fuel from rage, you know, so. Yeah, it's nice. Nick lifts more and I throw further. It's like, it's good yeah. give and take. I mean, that's just how it works. That's what you want to think, sure. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think what I really just do is I just kind of hold myself back to to make him feel good. It's, we lift, no, but in all seriousness, we lift like three days a week, and they're pretty tough. Those are the uh, the hardest parts of our workout. <laughs> Nick does bicep curls on days that's that That's not entirely true, okay? And that's, uh, yeah, he just does arms all day. That's why his arms bust through shirts. I am a real I mean, I um, think I speak for both of us. We, we, we really want to make the Olympics. That's well, like course. the pinnacle of our sport. Of course. Um, right now, it's just to uh, beat Nick in every competition ever. When Hammer comes out, 
things. There's nothing I want to do more than than the takedown match. I don't even care about how far I throw. Sometimes if I yell better than Nick, Mm -hmm. that's true. Then that's like that's That's true win for me. If I can yell better. Uh, Being a Trojan just means living out the Trojan code. It's a prestigious honor, and uh, walking into the track stadium and seeing those pillars is a really special thing to see. Yeah, it was kind of a, a longer journey for myself because I transferred, but um, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like what what I've actually been given and been blessed with being able to do here every day in such a great environment um, with decent teammates uh, is such an honor. You know, fight, fight on. on! I'm better than Matt. <clears throat>